Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Meldon, founder and attorney at Meldon Law. Welcome to the show. We're going to have a uh, great guest, one of the members of our team at Meldon Law, uh, coming on. Uh, before we get there, though, I want to just tell you a few very exciting things that are going on uh, in Gatorland here. Uh, we have the Orange Out. Uh, so January 6th, Kentucky is coming to play basketball here in Gainesville, and it's always a huge game. It always sells out, partly because uh, the Kentucky fans buy any tickets that the Gator fans uh, don't use. So uh, it's a pretty uh, uh, exciting game every year. And we decided to do something really fun and put together a package. Um, all you have to do is go to Meldon Law's Facebook page. Just go to Facebook, put in Meldon Law, and it'll come up. So uh, you enter the contest, and here's what you can win. A Gator basketball personally autographed to you by Coach Todd Golden. Dinner for two at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We're here at uh, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. We always like to give them a plug because they're great friends of ours, and uh, they really... Uh, uh, do great. A friend of mine, uh, a lawyer friend of mine, was out in Utah and ran into uh, Coach Spurrier, and uh, he told him he's friends of mine. And uh, Coach said, "Yeah, that's Jeffrey. He's the Gator lawyer." So uh, we're good friends with uh, Steve. Uh, we call him the head ball coach or coach. But anyhow, uh, Spurrier's is a great addition. To Gainesville, the food's fun, uh, great food, good quality. Plus, uh, we have a really good time out here. Uh, the head ball coach shows up, so uh, let's support our hometown uh, restaurant, Spurs Gridiron Grill. Uh, so, anyhow, the Orange Out game, because the Kentucky Wildcats are uh, their colors are blue, right, and we're orange and blue. Uh, it's an orange game now. Um, what we're doing is uh, giving away the autographed uh, uh, basketball, dinner for two at Spurs Gridiron Grill, $250 for you to purchase Gator swag before the game at the UF Bookstore, tickets to the game on January 6th, and we always have great seats, and uh, oh, an on court swamp moment. You can get down on the uh, court before the game, uh, watch the uh, shootout. I'm actually trying to work something out since it's Meldon Law Day. Whoever wins the contest, bring them out with me to get the game ball. Uh, so that might be a lot of fun. And if you don't live in Gainesville or close to Gainesville, We'll provide a, a hotel for you to stay at uh, the night before the game. It's a uh, Saturday game, and uh, it should be a blast. The winner's going to be chosen on January 3rd. So that's the Orange Out game, and it is going to be Meldon Law Day at the arena, the O-Dome. Everybody there, 10,000, 11,000 people, will all get Meldon Law Gator T-shirts on your, they'll be on the seats. And this year we're, we have a great cool design, so enjoy it. Um, 
By the way, Meldon Law uh, was founded in 1971, and we help folks that have been seriously injured in um, uh, uh, mostly auto, truck, motorcycle, but also bicycles, pedestrians. Uh, if you're in a store and you've been seriously injured, all those things uh, we can certainly um, help you with. Uh, we have a great team that uh, we believe has the uh, – we create the best client experience of any law firm in north central Florida, and I, I'll stand by that. Uh, we, we have a great team, and they really work hard at doing a good job, so I salute them. So uh, give us a call, 352-373-8000, or just go to MeldonLaw.com if you need help. A couple other things. We are also, we have tickets for all the basketball games, and we give them away at our Facebook page. Uh, so when you go on Mel, uh, the Meldon Law Facebook page, you're going to see not only opportunities to win the incredible package for the Kentucky game, uh, but also other opportunities during the season. There's a lot of really good games coming up. And for those of you that follow Gator basketball, you know that we've got the tallest team we've had in years and years and years. Uh, we've got four big guys uh, who are really good, really strong, and uh, we're actually going to pick up another big guy uh, as soon as uh, one of Alex uh, – gets uh gets himself feeling better so uh check us out uh, at uh, our facebook page meldon law a couple other really important announcements uh we have uh for several years now been encouraging all of our team members to get involved in the dale carnegie course and just about every dale carnegie course we have uh, at least a couple team members from Meldon Law in the course to learn leadership skills and how to serve you better. Uh, the next course for uh, Dale Carnegie uh, is starting in Gainesville, January 16th. If you're interested, uh, you can just go Dale Carnegie uh, or Dale Carnegie Jacksonville. There's actually um, a... Uh, a, web, a website. Uh, let's see. If you want to, if you want to sign up, go to uh, uh, tinurl dot com and just put in DC Winter Twenty Four. So it's the Winter uh, Dale Carnegie. DC stands for Dale Carnegie, and then Winter. Obviously, uh, if it starts in January, we call that Winter. And 24 is 2024. So uh, tinurl.com. I will tell you, I took the uh, Dale Carney course. My uh, son, Kerry, took it. Uh, I think we're up to 16 uh, team members at the office that have taken it. And it's amazing uh, the some of the uh, skills that uh, you learn. And it applies not only to business, but to uh, home as well. So uh, figure out, uh, go to the Dale Carnegie course, sign up. It's uh, Tuesday night from 6 to 9.30 for eight weeks. And uh, it's great. It'll help you negotiate. You can negotiate with your spouse even. Uh, and that's uh, 
uh, always valuable. Uh, so uh, we got uh, Dale Carnegie coming up January 16th, Matheson Museum. They're holding over the Great Southern Music Hall exhibit from 1974 to 1978. Uh, yours truly uh, started a performing arts theater in downtown Gainesville called the Great Southern Music Hall. And there's a great retrospective uh, at the Matheson Museum, which is our history museum for Alachua County. And uh, it's a great little museum. You'd love it. And the exhibit is uh, interactive. If you bring your phone and you put the camera up, there's um, uh, codes that'll get you to the songs that the artists that are featured there. But there's about 40 artists featured, and uh, uh, 11 of them are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So uh, go down there and check it out. We like to support our, our local uh, uh, institutions, and the History Museum at Matheson is great. 513 East University Avenue, right next to the library. Um, so that's what's uh, going on. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that uh, is going to be happening um, our way. One final thing, um, my wife Patricia and her daughter, who's an architect in Israel, are supporting uh, the release of the hostages uh, that are still being held. Uh, the uh, group that they uh, put together is called 220plus.org. So it's uh, the number 220 and then plus spelled out, P-L-U-S dot org. Uh, some great shirts and some great sweaters uh, that uh, represent the hostages and uh, what we can do to uh, get them back home. Uh, we're going to take a short break here at uh, uh, Meldon Law and Friends, and we'll be back in just a minute with our featured guest. <laughs> Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melvin Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Carrie allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melvin Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melden fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melden Law right now. I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. 
These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help and they will help you. Call Melbourne Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> you again. Melden Law, Jeffrey speaking. Here we go again. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I'm pleased to have as our guest this afternoon, Chris Spizak, who's a, a great attorney at Melden Law. Um, how are you doing today, Chris? Doing well. Thanks, Jeffrey, for having me. Well, good. Now, uh, I wanted to. F- I know that your specialty is in uh, litigating cases and all that. I'd like to talk a little bit about your journey uh, to becoming a trial lawyer. Uh, where'd you go to undergraduate school? Uh, so, actually, here at UF, both me and my wife are very proud Gator alumni. Well, you had good breeding by going to, to the Gators. And being part of Melden Law, you know, you can score good tickets for uh, some of the athletic events, and uh, we always have a good time with uh, our Gators. So uh, you went to University of Florida, and uh, what about law school? Uh, so I actually went down to the uh, Tampa-St. Pete area for uh, Stetson's University of, uh, down there. Uh, they have a very specialized trial practice and trial program, so I wanted to get as much experience as I could. Well, I know I know they do. Uh, my son, Kerry, you know, our team member, uh, he went to Stetson and had an absolute great experience there as far as training for trial law. Sure. A lot of folks don't realize that some law schools focus in on trial practice more than others. Sure, yeah. And, you know, we say is, you know, all schools are not the same. Uh, But Stetson is uh, a great school. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Carrie's grandfather graduated from Stetson Law School. And they gave, Carrie uh, graduated in 2005 from Stetson Law and uh, they gave his grandfather the honor of giving him his diploma. Oh, wow. So that was, I think he grad, his grandfather graduated in 1950, so wow. he wound up getting it. So anyhow, that was just a little bit of trivia there. So anyhow, and, and now during law school, you were working as um, uh, with a personal injury law firm while you were also going to school. Yes, they make us uh, go up full-time, uh, only focused on school for the first semester, and then they let you kind of ease your way into practicing. So uh, starting that second semester, I actually picked up at a personal injury firm. I thought uh, it wasn't going to be a great fit for me, and here I am eight years later absolutely in love with the field. <laughs> so it's been great helping folks out that need our help, have never had an attorney before in their life, or injured and don't know what to do. and. Uh, you know, I learned the ropes from there and have been able to apply it, you know, now as a practicing attorney. 
Yeah, um, the best time I had in law school, I think, was when I would was working because it, it wasn't quite as stressful as having to prepare for exams. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go in the office and you you're learning stuff, but it's like real stuff you can relate to. Yep, absolutely. You know, uh, it's interesting what you say about helping people because I feel uh, absolutely um, blessed and privileged to be able to help people put their lives back together after serious uh, accidents or crashes. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, a great opportunity. You know, most of the folks we work with were the first time they've ever had an attorney in their life. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, bad publicity, publicity about attorneys. People think uh, poorly of the profession. So being able to let them know that there's people out here that care about what they're going through and care about helping them has been a really, really nice treat. Yeah, you know, um, they always, you know, people always, uh, you know, criticize lawyers until they need one. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> uh, one of our state representatives, state senators here, this is 35 years ago, um, he had a misdemeanor. It was like some kind of a uh, hunting violation, and he, they gave him a citation, and it was a misdemeanor, and he, he is, you know, but criminal. And uh, he found out you couldn't take depositions in most cases, in misdemeanor cases. And uh, he went berserk and, you know, started uh, trying to change the law. <laughs> That's an example of, you know, uh, you, you know, the law is fine until you find out it doesn't work for you. <laughs> but anyhow, so um, how long have you lived in the... Um, uh, north central florida area uh, so my wife and i were here both for our undergraduates uh, i went down to stetson while she went to usf for her masters and we actually came back up here when she went to the uf vet program uh, back in 2018 uh, so we've been back up here for about five years oh wow well that's exciting so so uh you know uh, your wife um uh, sarah beth um is a vet so you you guys are both like busy doing a bunch of uh, high powered stuff. Yep, she she's the smart one. She uh, she's she's Doctor Spiesack. <laughs> I'm just Mister Spiesack. But uh, yeah, she, you know she uh, she keeps herself busy um, helping out with a mixed animal practice uh, in Newberry, um, west of Gainesville here. Uh, so she does horses, sheep, goats, uh, pretty much everything. And um, what, What's I, the name of the practice? Uh, it's Spring Hill Equine, but they also have a small animal hospital that they just opened up as well. Okay, so anybody out there that needs a good vet, um, uh, Sarah Beth uh, Spizak will take good care of your animals. She does big animals and small animals. Yep. And uh, it's it's really kind of neat, you know. Uh, a lot of us in the office uh, have animals. We have two dogs, and uh, you know it's all it's always you know one thing or another. You gotta you know take care of uh, your animals, and uh, if you love them, then you gotta pay the vet. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> There's a funny story. Like thirty, forty years ago, um, my wife at the time. Uh, took an, one of our animals into the uh, vet and uh, came out with a bill in today's dollars would be like $3,500, wow. you know. And she went up to the vet and said, 
you guys charge like real doctors. <laughs> and he didn't take it that, that well, but it was a big bill. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those of you that have tried to save an animal from some life-threatening, uh, uh, you know, illness or uh, incident know what we're talking about. Yep. That You know, you can do a lot of stuff with animals just like uh, you can with uh, humans. And sometimes, you know, uh, they the vets now really can do some amazing things. Sure. So, um, you know, I know that um, you have a lot of different um, experience uh, since you started practicing law. Uh, what's your favorite part of practicing law? Uh, trial practice, for sure. I mean, it, it's fun, uh, you know, uh, trying to beat up insurance adjusters to pay our folks fair value for what they've been through. Uh, but there's nothing quite as special as, you know, being able to sit next to a client and actually uh, put on a case for them. You know, take it from uh, A to Z, uh, you know, picking a jury, opening statements, really getting to tell folks what our uh, client has been through over the past several years uh, as they've been going through their injury and the recovery process. And uh, there's something special about uh, watching members of our community do the right thing at the end of the case. Uh, and, and come back with a verdict that tries to make our clients whole. Yeah, what's interesting is how long it takes to really get to trial uh, nowadays. When you watch TV, you know, uh, on day one, the case comes in, and on day two, they're in front of a jury arguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with us, it's like on day one, the case comes in, and uh, three years later, you get a trial date, you know. <laughs> uh, however... Um, you know, the courts have been working really hard at trying to uh, get cases uh, back on schedule. For those of you that, you know, that um, weren't aware, when COVID hit, that completely disrupted the whole idea of trying a case in front of a jury. Uh, what, you know, they started trying cases in front of, um, on using Zoom, basically. Did you ever have to do that? Uh, luckily, no. Um, I actually tried three entirely in masks and with social distancing, which was definitely an experience. Um, there's just something very weird about not being able to see people's faces while we're trying to <laughs> judge their credibility. Um, I don't know how exactly juries were able to do that. Um, but, you know, the, the few that I tried through the COVID process still came back with great results. But I couldn't imagine trying something by Zoom. Yeah, we were talking earlier about how um, a lot of folks a lot on jurors uh, became uh, more sympathetic to people who were injured uh, in uh, crashes. Uh, why do you think that was? I think COVID really brought us as a society a little bit closer together. We, we felt a little bit more for uh, what everyone else was going through, as, you know, as cheesy as that we're all in this together, that we were seeing on commercials through those two years. I mean, it really panned out in real life, and I think people feel for folks that are going through a hard time in their life a little bit more than they did before COVID. And I think that's reflected in the, in the verdicts. They take uh, more into account what a uh, huge change of injury or an illness can have on somebody's life. Yeah. I, I um, feel, you know, that I saw that same phenomenon going on and that um, all of a sudden jurors were going, oh, yeah, we are vulnerable. You know, it's easy to 
you know, be a hard ass and, you know, go, oh, tough it out, da 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 you know, all that. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, someone in your family seriously injured or you lose someone in your family or close friends because uh, everybody was affected by COVID. And I think it did uh, in many ways make us more sensitive to at least injuries uh, that people were going through and how that uh, affected uh, their lives. Um, you know, we've had um, some changes in the law uh, recently in March of 2023. There was uh, the biggest change in the um, uh, law with regard to personal injury cases that had ever happened in the state of Florida. Um, I'd like your uh, thoughts on uh, what some of those changes were and how it affects um, our ability to represent our clients. Uh, I mean, it was a completely all-encompassing change that they added to the law here back in March. Uh, House Bill 837 uh, is going to completely change how folks that were injured have to address those injuries. It was uh, attacking their medical bills. I mean, people understand medical bills are expensive nowadays. Uh, you can go into a hospital and get a $10,000 bill for one checkup. Uh, and while we all think, you know, maybe that's not a fair amount of money to be charged for it, that's what that bill is and that's what that person owes. Uh, but nowadays, if that person gets injured, they have a $10,000 hospital bill. Uh, they may only be able to collect the Medicare rate for that bill from the person that caused the injury. So even though because of that person's negligence, they have a $10,000 bill, they may only be able to get reimbursed $2,000, $1,000 for that, and then they're stuck footing the bill for the rest of that. Uh, and, you know, personally, I don't think that's fair to, you know, to somebody that's been injured to ha have them sticking the bill because somebody else caused their injury. Yeah, that that was crazy. What uh, really happened was the insurance industry had someone who is a House member uh, in Florida who was working for an insurance uh, company, and he wrote down a list of every possible thing that insurance companies and defense lawyers would want. And just about all of them got into House Bill uh, 837, and then they they passed it. Um, what are some of the other changes that uh, took place besides medical bills? Oh, they limited uh, the amount of time it takes for us to file a lawsuit, which sounds great. Cases move quicker. You know, we only get two years instead of four years to file a lawsuit. But what that means is, you know, folks that are trying to hide from us find, or finding out their responsibility, uh, you know, maybe an employer that wasn't on the crash report, maybe the person was driving for Uber and didn't tell us or didn't tell the police officer, you know, those folks can escape responsibility um, because uh, they're only being two years to bring those claims. Um, so, you know, we're working a lot harder on the front end to be able to get these cases filed quicker and discover those folks. But I'm really worried that folks that aren't represented that are trying to do it themselves, these, you know, there may be potential avenues of recovery that may just disappear because those claims aren't brought quick enough. Yeah. So in the legal field, uh, statute of limitations uh, is designed in order to give uh all the parties' time to determine who might be at fault uh, in a personal injury case. Well, sometimes you get uh, you file a lawsuit and you get down the road, 
and it's already, um, you know, a year and a half or almost two years or longer, sometimes it's three years, and if the statute of limitations is two years, that would bar any claim from another party who wasn't previously identified. Yeah, it's it's very scary that folks may end up not getting fair compensation because of folks hiding behind the statute of limitations change. So I guess, uh, you know, what we're going to have to do is file more lawsuits, litigate more cases in order to protect our clients because uh, in the state of Florida, there is no mandatory bodily injury liability insurance. And even if there is and they pass the bill, it might be 25000 And a lot of the folks that um, we represent, uh, they blew through $25,000 going to the emergency room. Yeah, the medical bills are just so high nowadays to, yeah, to get fair reimbursement just for the medical expenses these folks incurred for basic care like physical therapy or MRIs to see if there's any worse injuries. Uh, that money gets eaten up so quickly by the medical bills. Yeah, another area that concerned me was the comparative negligence change. So in the old days, comparative negligence meant that two people could contribute to a crash, two people could contribute to somebody falling, two people could contribute to any any kind of an accident, and uh, the law was that you the jury would apportion it. So if the jury found that uh, you were um, uh, 10% at fault, whatever your verdict was in your favor would be reduced by the 10% that you were at fault. Uh, well, that was changed. And uh, uh, the new law says that uh, if you are 51% uh, at fault, uh, instead of getting uh, 49% of the judgment, you get zero, which sounds incredible. Um, they used to do that. They had that law for a long time with DUI. Uh, however, in DUI, you know, public policy argument, you know, uh, you could make an argument that that made sense. Um, how, how do you think we're going to be able to deal with that uh, as far as what kind of cases we're going to be able to uh, pursue and help our clients on? Uh, it's, you know, definitely trying to uh, attack those slip and falls and trip and falls, uh, which, uh, you know, if somebody falls on a property and there's a defect in that property that causes it, you know, a leaky pipe, slippery uh, wax on the floor um, or uneven sidewalks, those sort of things, you know, certainly their argument always is, well, you should have been paying attention to where you were walking. Uh, and that, you know, really isn't fair they shouldn't have had a dangerous condition on their property. That's well, not only that, when, when you walk, you don't look at the ground. No, and especially <laughs> not at stores. What a store, Stores are designed to have you looking at the, you know, what's in the aisles. What are they selling? And you're not looking at the ground. And so they always try and say, well, it's, it's the plaintiff's fault. It's the person that was injured's fault. Um, and, you know, normally they get a discount of 20, 25% for that if they go to trial. But now they're going to try and say, oh, that was, you know, 55% of the person's responsibility. And they're going to be the, re oh, we'll take 40% on us. Uh, and I think that is going to affect, uh, you know, cases that end up going to trial and going uh, further on down the road. But it doesn't mean we're not going to fight for them and see what we can do for folks. Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, the the good thing is, 
if the jury comes back 50-50, at least you get 50% yeah. of what you're um, entitled to. Um, the, the, the whole idea of the changes in the uh, tort law, they call it tort reform. Uh, I guess if you take rights away from ordinary citizens, they call that reform. I don't see it as reform. I see it as uh, you know taking away your rights. However, um, I think it's going to require us to really be um, a little more uh, careful in taking cases because the the worst thing that can happen is you take a client's case and then three years down the road you explain to them that you know the the, the chances of winning the case are slim because of how the facts uh, came out. So it's really going to affect ordinary citizens. As far as uh, trial lawyers, we may uh, wind up uh, investing three or four years of our time in a case, 50 or or $100,000 in costs, and really not have any idea of whether or not we're going to win the case until after the jury decides what percentage of fault um, our clients uh, had in the case. Yeah, and that's just going to backlog uh, court dockets. I mean, there's going to be a lot more of these cases that go the distance. Judges are going to be more bogged down, and you know, the insurance companies are going to raise rates for folks because they have more cases in litigation. Yeah. So anyhow, that, you know, that was certainly one thing that um, I didn't uh, think was fair to consumers. And, and that's basically what Chris and I do at Meldon Law is, you know, we look out for you, our clients, you are consumers. And when you, you know, we're talking about going into a store, when you go into a store and the uh, air conditioner is broken and uh, they fix it and it starts leaking again and the floor is wet and then uh, they knew about it. They should have uh, replaced the air conditioner or made sure it was fixed correctly um, that uh, they can uh, try to wiggle out of responsibility. So there's a lot of cases where uh, uh, the owners of property uh, don't really do much to make the property safe uh, under Florida law, the owners of property have a duty to create a safe condition. And when they're a business and they invite you in, they have even a higher duty. Yeah, they need to be making sure that they're inspecting their property, that they're making sure that uh, if uh, there are hazardous conditions, if it's you know a slippery substance on the floor, what do you expect them to do? Put a wet floor sign down. You know, if it's an area where there's uneven concrete or a step down, they put a warning down that says, hey, there's a step here. Uh, those folks that are walking in there and having their dinner for the first time aren't going to expect those things, and they need to be warned of it. And especially in, in exactly what you're talking about, you know, you have a leaky air conditioner, it's happening all the time. They know about it. And, you know, it's not hidden things and not things they have no idea about that, you know, attorneys are trying to trick them into liability for. You know, these are basic things that these folks should know about that they should fix or that they should warn about. And, you know, if somebody gets injured in a situation where they didn't, they have a right to be compensated. So it's really interesting, Chris, the, the, uh, all the different nuances, because as plaintiff lawyers, um, the law in Florida had not changed substantially for over 35 years. 
uh, and we we knew the rules. Uh, you know, we'd get frustrated by some of the rules. The insurance defense lawyers would get frustrated by some of the rules. But these are rules that are pretty common around the United States. Uh, you know, if you want to present your future medical bills, you get an expert in there and say, this is what the bills are going to be. Now the insurance company comes in and says, well, uh, you know, we, we're going to use Medicare to decide how much to pay. Well, Medicare is great, but they only pay about 20 cents on the dollar for most bills. So uh, if you don't happen to have Medicare, they're going to argue uh, that Medicare is the uh, fair rate, even though you don't have Medicare, which sounds a little crazy. Yeah, it's so silly. Uh, you know, they are, you know, with the new scheme that they have in place, uh, if you do not have health insurance, you have, you know, you don't have Medicare, you don't have Medicaid, you're entirely uninsured. Uh, you know, you're going to get reimbursed for that future physical therapy visit at $20 a pop. But when you walk in the door and go to your physical therapist, it's going to be $100 a pop. And you are going to be footing that $80 difference every time you go in, into some folks uh, that have lifetime injuries and have lifetime need for care. That's going to be to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars that folks are going to be out of that money, uh, which is totally unfair. Yeah, luckily, we were able to um, add a clause into the law that said that the plaintiff's lawyer, meaning what Chris and I do, we represent the folks that have been injured, that we could present our argument like you just made, that, you know, uh, okay, the person today happens to have a job with uh, health insurance, so their Blue Cross plan is going to pay for it, but what happens next year if uh, they lose their job and they don't have insurance? Uh, the insurance industry can argue that um, the Blue Cross rate or Medicare rate or whatever the lowest rate is uh, in the community uh, as far as reimbursement. For those of you that don't know, Blue Cross, Medicare, they pay a lot less than what retail is because their argument is uh, we give you a lot of cases. Medicare says you know, we are Medicare and we're setting the rate at a certain amount. And some doctors take Medicare, some doctors don't. Uh, Blue Cross does the same thing and they pay close to what Medicare uh, pays. However, uh, most doctors will tell you that uh, they need good quality insurance plans to uh, make money in their practice. It's not... uh, you know, uh, you can't make money getting, uh, you know, 20 cents on the dollar reimbursement. So that's, that's a whole nother thing. Um, now, uh, there was a law passed recently, not you know, two years ago, requiring that everyone in Florida got, uh, has to get mandatory bodily injury liability insurance. For those of you that don't know, Florida's one of uh, 50 states, the only state in the United States that has no mandatory bodily injury liability or mandatory uninsured motorist coverage. Um, so uh, what I, I know that there's uh, a bill that's been filed. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, how mandatory bodily injury liability will affect things? 
Uh, well, it should have affected things uh, two years ago, Jeffrey, but mm -hmm. unfortunately it was vetoed at the 11th hour by uh, Governor DeSantis. Um, this bill is going up again this year with hopefully a better chance of being passed uh, all the way through. So uh, as it is right now, uh, everyone that is insured in the state of Florida has something called no-fault coverage. Uh, it unfortunately makes up most of uh, people's insurance premiums every month when they're paying it. Um, and what it does is it only pays 80% of your medical bills if you are involved in an accident. Um, so you go to the hospital, you, you have to foot 20% of the bill. You go to, you know, get in an ambulance, you foot 20% of the bill. Um, and it doesn't do anything for any sort of non-economic damages. So pain and suffering, anything else somebody's going on or through outside of uh, medical bills. So uh, ma mandatory bodily injury coverage is going to pay 100% of those medical bills, lost wages, and the non-economic damages like pain and suffering up to that $25,000 limits. Um, so it's going to, in effect, be able to better cover most of Florida's drivers um, if they happen to cause an accident or if they are injured in an accident at somebody else's fault. So it's going to be a great change if it's something that does pass here this year. And actually, most of y'all that have decent insurance, your rates are going to go down because uh, the way the um, insurance industry in Florida has personal injury protection, which pays 80% of your medical bills up to $10,000. And that law was passed 50 years ago when $10,000 would actually pay some of your medical <laughs> bills, right? Uh, that the um, the premiums for most people would go down. The, uh, the only folks that would wind up paying a little more are people who had the minimal insurance, which didn't protect it, really doesn't protect hardly anybody. There's $10,000 mandatory for property damage. Again, in 1973, when the law was passed, uh, you could actually buy a big, nice car for $10,000. Nowadays, that's a, a bumper on one of the uh, $68,000 pickup trucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, well, we've covered a lot of good subjects. Um, I think the message is that in spite of some of the hurdles that have been placed in front of us, uh, we're still uh, getting really good results uh, at Melden Law. Yeah, absolutely. And we keep uh, plan on keeping it doing that uh, here as uh, we move into 2024. Yeah. Uh, so uh, give us a call. If if you've been injured in an accident and you have any questions, we, do, we certainly don't charge to uh, review your case, to uh, give you some insights as far as what to do. A lot of times we'll explain to you how to handle it yourself. You, know, you may not need an attorney, uh, and we're glad to do that. We've got uh, uh, guidebooks for you for what, what kind of insurance you need to get. And then in the event you or friends, family are in an accident, we have a book telling you exactly what to do um, after an accident. Uh, we also have a little guidebook you can put in your glove compartment, which has a one, two, three list of things to do in uh, at the scene. That's why you put it in your glove compartment. We even have a red envelope <laughs> that we put it in so you can find it easily. But little things like uh, pull out your cell phone camera and take a picture of the license plate of witnesses because 
They're gonna. They're not gonna wait an hour for a police officer to show up. They yeah. gotta go to work, drop the kids off, pick up the kids, whatever. Take the take a picture. Sometimes they'll be glad to give you their uh, contact information, and the police will be glad to follow up. Uh, and you know, those are little things that we try to help people be aware of because in the event of an accident. Uh, no matter how much you're, you you think you know, you're going to forget something, and you just want a checklist. Yep. So, uh, th- and that helps us. That you know, when uh, you know, when we have a picture of the scene or a video of the scene, uh, it, it really is helpful as far as explaining what happened. Uh, I feel like we've just uh, you know hit the top of the uh, the tip of the iceberg <laughs> here. Uh, however. Um, we're going to finish up the show on Melden Law and Friends. Uh, Chris Spizak, uh, great, great lawyer, good friend, and uh, really a trusted member of the Melden Law team. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. And Thanks, uh, we'll be back next week on Melden Law and Friends. Good job.